Welcome into another episode of the Ots and Audibles podcast. I'm your host, Eric Scopel. Matt Preem continues to be off. He's moving into a new home. He'll be back next week for some podcasts. But today, it's not a solo show. I will be joined by a special guest, one you have not heard on this podcast before, former University of Oregon linebacker Tony Washington, recently hired um, as Oregon's Director of Player Development. I'm excited to find out exactly what that means because there's so many of these different jobs. But Tony, Hey, man, really appreciate you coming on. Excited to chat with you and just kind of get caught up on, on kind of what's going on in your, uh, in your life. Yeah, man, I'm excited to be here. Um, I appreciate you welcoming me on the show. Uh, Eugene's always felt like home for me, so it's good to connect. Yeah, let's talk about the path here. You were in Nebraska for a while, probably yeah. a bit of a change of scenery from where you've grown up on the West Coast and Eugene for college. Um, let's talk about – I was actually – one thing I really wanted to – ask about that I think is kind of interesting so let's start here even though it's not quite Oregon centric you played at Oregon with Eric Shenander as like one of your position coaches you then go on to Nebraska and work on his staff yeah what's that like in terms of going from being he being your coach to he being kind of a peer I know you're learning under him working under him still how did that role change what was that like And, and talk maybe just a little bit about your time over there yeah um it was a little bit different, but a little bit the same, if that makes sense. Um, Coach Nan is a great guy. I've known him forever. Um, but the relationship between player coach and then, you know, more senior coach and younger coach is a little bit different. Um, obviously, he's in a higher role than when he was when I was a player. And I think he's doing a great job with those guys. Um, just being, you know, in, in the meeting rooms with them and kind of game planning, kind of seeing how, uh, he likes to attack offenses. It kind of, you know, opens my eyes to kind of see how he thinks about football a little bit more. Um, I got to see more details, more. I got. To, I felt like I kind of got to share his vision a little bit more since he's, you know, the main play caller up there. So um, it was interesting. Sometimes it was like uh, the relationship, there was a lot of new elements to it, but um, other times it was just like, you know, 2010. So not much has changed uh, with, um, him and I's relationship off the field. He's, you know, hundred percent the same guy, which is what I always appreciated. Um, him and his wife, Megan have been like family to me from, you know, my first, you know, day stepping here on campus at U of O and that hasn't changed. I was actually spent Christmas with them. So <laughs> that was really cool. And seeing his little kids all grow up. I, I was, I remember when, um, uh, they were pregnant with their, their first daughter, Penelope, you know, I was in training camp and now he has three kids. So, just the evolution of, of him and his family and our relationship, I think it really has grown. And I'm really appreciative of my opportunity to go out there and uh, learn some ball. I, I, okay. So you, is, first off, is it crazy that your career ended in, I guess, in January of 2015 in Oregon and now it's 2021. Is it wild to you that it's been six years or does it feel, does that sound about right? Cause it was um, weird. For, it was weird for me looking at this. I would have thought you finished in like 2016 or 17. I'm looking at this going like 14 feels like a lot longer than I had thought. Yeah, I mean, it kind of flew by, honestly. Uh, now, actually being in the building, I do feel like very much removed from like the Oregon football of now, but it's kind of crazy. Like, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. So like, this is probably, this is going to be the seventh season, right? Coming up this fall that yeah. I was done. So it's crazy to think about, but some of the kids here still kind of like know who I am and like the teams that I was on, which was cool. So I don't feel too distant from them, but at the same time, they got like a whole new thing going on. 
Yeah. Well, I want to get to that in a second, but I also just want to get to your personal kind of journey here from, okay, so you wrap up 2015, you finish your, your time at Oregon. Did you immediately know you wanted to go like to keep football part of your life, to get into coaching in some regard, or kind of what was that process like? And then obviously, we, as I noted a second ago, you come here from the University of Nebraska where you were a grad assistant for a little bit. Um, how did that come together? Does that feel like a natural transition or, or did that kind of just, I, I'll just ask you how that unfolded. Cause it's kind of, I think it's unique thinking about how you go from playing to then into coaching. And now here you are back uh, about half a decade later where you went and, and played it at Oregon. Uh, yeah, it's been kind of a crazy process. Uh, once I was done graduating, definitely wanted to continue playing, had my opportunity to play um, in the NFL for uh, like four seasons, kind of up and down all over the place. But that was good. And then once that ended, I think um, I think it was the 2018 season, I spent most of my time trying to figure out what's next. I kind of was all over the place. I, substitute teacher. I was a substitute teacher at, at um, schools in Portland. I was juvenile counselor in Washington County. I was kind of doing, you know, kind of all over. And then I eventually came back to Eugene in like the winter 2019, I believe. Uh, that's when I was gotten contact close with your with your parents and your family there. <laughs> yeah, we should mention that in a second, maybe. Yeah, out of the blue, uh, Coach Shenander hit me up and was saying they had a spot available. And I honestly wasn't even thinking about becoming a coach. I wasn't going to school, you know, for any athletic type career. Um, I didn't really feel like coaching is what I wanted to do, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. And then I, opportunity presented itself, and I was like, man, I at least got to try this. So I – Went out there and it was like, you know, kind of on the limb. He, he asked me, I had a few days to respond and a week later I was gone. So um, I just went out there thinking, had an open mind, wanted to see what, you know, the coaching life was like. I knew um, it was similar. Well, I had an idea of what it would entail just for me playing and being around card assistants and stuff like that. But um, I enjoyed it so much more than I could have imagined. Um, that was probably one of the best decisions I could have made. I really love the sport of football. I love all that comes with it. I don't mind the hours. I love working with the um, the athletes and, and their families. Uh, they got a lot good group of uh, guys out there, and I, that's probably what made it a hard decision to come back here was leaving the group that I was able to work with. Um, coach Tuioti is the deepest mind coach that I worked out there with, and I'm really close with. He's been a huge mentor for me throughout the process of you know being a employee of you know college football and college athletics. So. I definitely enjoyed it, and then um, getting to where I'm at now, same thing happened out of the blue. They were looking. The previous guy in my position I went to a, a different school, so the spot was open. Um, I interviewed, and here I am. There's so much to unpack there, um, and I, I do want to ask more detailed questions. I do want to acknowledge for listeners that we we kind of know each. Other. I didn't know if you wanted to bring it up or not. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if it was a positive experience. Tony did like stay with my parents for what two to four months, maybe. Something like that. So, uh, yeah, something like that. Okay, and I know you're, you're, you let your car was in their in their like uh, yeah. uh, underpass for, for I don't know a little bit. Maybe you just picked it up recently. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so we've got a, we, we, I know you a little bit, and it, it's been really cool. I must say, for watching from afar, you you grow your career um, at a really prestigious school in in Nebraska. Like that's like I know when I was growing up, that was like one of the big time programs, and for mm-hmm. you to work there and get your start there, I think that's awesome. And I I do want to ask a little bit more. Um, about what kind of, you, you touched on a second ago, but what you learned at Nebraska and Lincoln and, and kind of, you mentioned it kind of pushing you to continue to keep football a part of your, your life and your career. Were there kind of some moments 
that maybe tested that or, or did, was it just kind of instantaneous when you got there of like, hey, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to be doing? Or, or did, did, I guess, did some things take place to, to get you to that place? Um, I think it kind of came like right away. So I got there on a Sunday and then I had to be out at practice the very next day. So I was literally thrown into the fire. But um, a lot of what they do, I'm familiar with, like the style of defense they run, I'm familiar with. I played in it, so I was comfortable with that. Um, didn't take me too long to learn terminology, like and kind of teaching what they needed me to teach. Uh, working with the defense line coach kind of came naturally. So it just felt right. And I think, and I, I don't know if it was – uh, my demeanor or how I articulate things or how I approach the job, but it seemed like the, the, the players, like understanding what I was saying, they did a you know a good job of like simplifying that on the field. So it just felt right. And just seeing all what's on the plates of full-time coaches, I felt like that's something that I could do, uh, learning more about the recruiting process and, you know, how to build a relationship with not just uh, potential student athletes, but their families and, um, understanding, you know, balancing out your time. So you're making, you know, uh, I guess making the right relationships. You know, certain kids like to be hit up all the time. Certain kids don't. So learn how to maneuver through that. Um, but the biggest thing I got was just schematically understanding um, how offenses are trying to attack you. Um, and then based off your style of, of defense, knowing how you put certain guys in the right field to be in the best situation. So. Um, all around, it, it was good, man. I, I really liked it. But like I said, the best part of, about it was connecting with the with the group that we had. And uh, Coach Tulio did a great job of uh, allowing me to be around the guys a bunch. So now I'm able to do the same situation here at Oregon, and hopefully we can you know keep getting these guys um, in the right situations. Yeah, I, I want to talk a little bit about what your role is now because I don't know if I fully understand it. Just cause, just because there's like I, I said earlier, there's so many support staff. So you're the director of player development. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of directors on this staff, and so like explain to me on a day to day basis what this looks like and how close is this to being a coaching role? Is this still like a coaching job or is this kind of detached from that a little bit? Kind of what's your what's your kind of day to day like? Yes. Yeah, so, oh, this is more. I'm more of an off the field role, so I'm not. Um, more of X and O's or strength conditioning, things like that. I'm around that, but I'm not necessarily coaching. Uh, but the main thing for me is just building a relationship with the guys, making them feel like they have support um, outside of the coaches, outside of the you know HDC or the Jayco Center and things like that, making sure they have um, just day-to-day -day things in order. I, tr I try to uh, teach them on life skills. I'll have the input on the type of, uh, speakers, guest speakers to bring into the program. Um, any way I can help them with their careers, whether that's uh, networking events, or internships, um, getting them around you know, different groups of people so they can uh, get to know all that Eugene has to offer, all that the state has to offer, and all that um, comes with being a football player at the University of Oregon. Um, I think I have a, obviously, I'm very passionate about a university and this football program, so I want to help them succeed as best they can, kind of have a another voice to kind of guide them through this college football journey. Um, try to be as, as much as a mentorship role as I can. The best thing about me being in this position, I feel like is I went through exactly what they went through, you know, being a person who grew up in a, in a big city and around a, you know, in a state that, you know, has a lot going on to come to Eugene can be a little bit different initially. So just kind of guiding them through that and kind of just being a, you know, an extra voice that can kind of lead them through. Yeah, I was, I was wondering for you, just in terms of if you mentioned some familiarity with people recognizing you when you got back here, like, 
you said the players had followed your career a little bit, knew who you were. What, what kind of memories did they, did, did they remember you at Oregon? Like, and I wonder like what kind of moments or memories they might've had of your career. And yeah. this will segue into some, some questions later about maybe a, a couple specific plays. The biggest play is always the, the Rose Bowl, obviously. <laughs> yes. yes. And even when I, they, uh, even when they, um, I don't know, when they put out the hire on, on social media, that was a play that they tagged with it. So the support was crazy and everybody was always like, oh man, I, I didn't realize that was you that was in it. That's usually the, the conversation starter. Like, <laughs> I, don't know, I, I don't know how that makes you feel, by the way. They, should they remember who it was? Like, come on. <laughs> no, I always think it's cool that people uh, remember that because yeah. obviously it was, it was a big moment for me, me being in Southern California, having the opportunity to play on that stage and you know show up in that game. So um, it was cool. That's probably the biggest memory. Some guys who – um, we're following Oregon football a lot longer than um, others kind of, you know, have memories of other plays throughout my career and, or the teams that I've been on, which is cool. But, I mean, at the end of the day, um, regardless if I made big plays or not, I just would hope that they understand I'm, I'm here to support them as much as I can because I am so passionate about this program. I'm passionate about their success, and I want to continue to see them um, at the top of college football. I just wonder for you, like, does – do people remembering that play and those kind of interactions? And obviously, I don't know how you perceive your career, but does that kind of help you strengthen your memories around the program and what you've accomplished when, when you do have that? Like, that's a, like legitimate examples and like people remembering things about you playing here. Does that, do you sometimes when you get some distance between that, does that get lost? Like, did it, like, what was your reaction when they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that play? I think it's all, it, it is one of, I was thinking about this earlier, it's probably one of like the, three to four most memorable defensive plays of the last decade in Oregon football. I think like Michael, Michael Clay's fumble recovery and chip jumping is one of them that stands out, but you're like scooping score off the Jameis thing, I think is like really one that's up there. Like, does that play or just people remembering that? What kind does that make you feel? Like, does that make you feel older since it's been so much time passed? And like, Oh yeah, you're one of those old guys or kind of, what does it make you feel like? It's to me, it's always funny when I hear people talk about it. Cause it's like, it's kind of like silly play how it all shook out. And, you know, there's, there's memes and people are like making funny <laughs> right. about it all the time. So it's just funny to hear everybody else's perspective or how they reacted to it because in the moment for me, all I, all I was thinking is, man, I just need to cross the end zone. That's all I was thinking about. And then seeing, you know, how other people reacted to it or, you know, the kind of joy and excitement it brought to brought them, it's always cool for me to see. Um, and like I said, it's – it just kind of helps me feel like I am cemented in Oregon football. You know what I mean? And it's something that people can relate to. And I think that can be a good icebreaker to help, you know, bridge the gap between who this guy is, who, you know, oh yeah, this, this guy played Oregon football. But this is a, you know, a key point to help them understand, uh, I guess, what part of Oregon football, you know, I was included in. Uh, last point on this, to just but I, I just thought I'd say I, you need to like talk with somebody about getting that on the the jumbotron before games, so it becomes like the new Kenny Wheaton, right? Like I mean, it's like kind of the the more I mean I don't know maybe maybe I'm overselling it here, but it was a huge moment. I know the game was decided basically at that point, but I feel like when I think about that game, there's a, a lot of memories from having watched it. But that play is like maybe the play that's most synonymous with it, and that's one of the biggest wins of the last decade for for the program. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think it's I think it's great. I think um, I think it's run its course. I don't, okay. I, don't, I don't necessarily feel like I want to be like the poster boy for Oregon football or whatever. But 
it was cool and all, but I think they there's a lot more they can accomplish here. I want to see, you know, more plays like that happen more recently. And they've been doing a good job of, you know, handling their business within in conference. So hopefully we can set top of the that and, you know, more plays to come. So let's talk a little bit more about your your role here in terms of how it came about. You were obviously over at Nebraska. Was there opportunity, by the way, for you to, to stay there in Nebraska? Were you kind of already on the job hunt before before the Oregon thing opened up? Like what was kind of, what were the last couple months like? Cause I know that sometimes those positions have two to three year caps or whatever it is. Was that the case? And kind of where, where were you at the last couple months in terms of deciding your, your, your coaching future? Um, well, just in the business, when you're a G, uh, GA, the, obviously the uh, ultimate goal is to get a full-time position at some time. So I wouldn't necessarily say I was on the hunt, but right. um, you always gotta keep your ears open, keep your eyes open or something that pops up. So. Um, I had every intention to go, come back to Nebraska. Um, there wasn't, I had the opportunity to go back. They, I think I was doing a good job there after talking to Coach Ross at the beginning of the year. He, um, he appreciated what I have to bring me and wanted me back for another year. Um, and then, um, I th you're right, they do have caps, but I think I was able to do one more season with them before okay. I had, you know, change my role, change my position. So um, that was kind of how that shook out. Um, I was in talks with Matt Neuer, who's the director of football operations here, about their vacant position and kind of went from there. Did you – I think Neuer is one of the very few guys who has been on staff maybe even since you were around. Was he there in 2014? Yeah. Like, I know he's been around a long time, but for the most part, it's a really a brand-new group. The coaches are different. Mm -hmm. um, I know Kwame is somebody who's been around the program for a while, but, like, there's not a whole lot of familiar faces. What's it – What's it kind of been like walking into this situation? Obviously, you mentioned you have your history here, but it is from almost top to bottom a completely different staff. Um, yeah. Kind of what has that been like for you? And, and then I'll ask you a couple of questions about just kind of the relationship you've got with those guys. But is that kind of an interesting situation to walk in in, in terms of, hey, like part of it's, hey, I'm familiar with this building. I've, I've been here. I've, I've got a, a history with it. But the people here are, are almost completely different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I was definitely a little strange initially just because um obviously when i was playing we had such a long history and tradition with the coaching staff that was yeah. here but um after meeting all these guys man i'm really excited to be a part of it i love what coach Cristobal is doing the culture that he's built is, is awesome um these guys were these, even the players i think they respond really well to each and every coach and uh with my short conversations with the coaching staff with the coaches here on staff it's been great man they've been really welcoming um, I think they're they're glad to have me on on board, and my hope is just that I can just prove to them that I want you know same things that they want is just you know to be the best and continue to push for the best, and hopefully my relationship with players will continue to allow that to happen. Um, so I'm enjoying it, man. It's obviously this is my first week. This is day four for me. <laughs> kind of learn a lot on the fly, but yeah. these courses have been great, man, and they've really been open. Um, I was just talking with Coach Williams uh, yesterday kind of about his experience, and, and it's been good. He had nothing but great things to say about Eugene. So uh, I'm excited for what's to come. Obviously, uh, continue to build strong relationships with these guys and uh, help out as much as I can. Did, did you have any – aside from Neuer, and I don't know who else was – like, did you know any of the guys that were recently hired? Did you have – like, is Mario Cristobal somebody that you had ever had any interaction with before? Had you had any interaction with any of the defensive coaches or offensive coaches, or, or are all these people basically brand-new faces for you? Um, kind of not really. Um, I met Coach Cristobal, I believe, his first year um, as the actual head coach. I think the year after he was interim. Right. Um, at, I met him at like a signing day event, but it was kind of like quick and not really, I don't know, memorable, I guess you can say. But sure. 
That was my first interaction with them. Um, coach Joe, the defensive line coach, I uh, ran into him last year at the uh, coaches convention when we kind of just talked about, about some ball, but he's familiar. Um, he has a good relationship with Coach Tuyori, who I worked with at uh, Nebraska, so there was cohesion there. But um, like you mentioned, Kwame, Nate Costa. Um, I talk yeah. to Nate all the time. Coach Kwame is a talk often. So um, there was a lot of new faces, but it didn't feel like I was a stranger. Uh, all the training staff here is the same as when I was playing. Guys in the equipment room were the same. So there's a lot of familiarity, even though I feel like I'm kind of the new guy, but um, and even Eden, um, he knows who I work with, um, player development. He's more of an academic side. He's we actually played and played against each other in high school. Oh wow! Yeah, so uh, we we can we kind of hit it off right off the bat. He's obviously has the same background as me, growing up in a similar area. So it's been good. I don't really feel like I'm a stranger. You know what I mean? I feel like everybody's kind of been welcoming welcoming me. In. I'm trying my best to, you know. Uh, put my kind of meet everybody just individually so they can see what I'm about and uh, I can get more of their perspective on what they what the guys need so it's been good how much of Oregon have you been able to watch I know it's I, I think it's something that maybe gets overlooked for those that are, are fans of and obviously I'm not a coach but somebody that spends their days covering games it's like you your day is focused around that game and it's sometimes hard to to watch like it would be hard for me sometimes maybe to watch a Nebraska game or to watch an Alabama game just because my because I've got an Oregon game that runs for five, seven hours in the middle of the day. Did you get to watch a lot of Oregon? And, and, and how did you kind of balance that with obviously a, a really rigorous coaching job at Nebraska? Um, I, I watched quite a bit. I mean, it's just me being an alumni, I always want to follow up the program. Um, I always followed everything on Twitter. Um, luckily this year we had, in Nebraska, we had all like afternoon, early games and a lot of Oregon games were later on. So I was able to catch those. So. I kept up with the program um, I, in Austin Cruz, who, who works in the equipment room. I've been good friends with him since I was playing. And I would always check up on, um, check up on, you know, what's going on through him. You keep me up to date. Obviously, I check the scores and everything like that. And um, me having a relationship with Coach Kelly at UCLA and Coach Pelham and those guys, I always check up on them. And every time, you know, just being around the pack is just, you know, I felt like that was something that I don't want to say was important, but something I had a close relationship with and it always interests me. So I, I'd always try to find time throughout some point of, of Saturday night or Sunday morning before I have to, you know, get me around to work to check in on what's going on with, you know, on the West Coast. So I always felt like I was involved. I felt like I knew what was going on. Some of the players I was familiar with because of that. So it doesn't feel like I'm just walking into a brand new situation. I was going to ask you, and you obviously you're, you're part of the staff, so you don't have to play favorites with guys currently on the team, but like, are there some players from your post career to now that have really stood out? Like, do you have favorite Oregon players from maybe 2015? I, I don't want you to be picking guys on the team now because it sounds like you're picking favorites, but like, are there players that you've just been, like really admired that have come through here since you've graduated? Um, I guess number one, um, aside from guys that like were my class, I think uh, Justin Hollins, just because he was a younger guy in an outside linebacker room when yeah. I was here. Um, he's really, you know, taken off his professional career. Sure has. Yeah, he's been, he's been really doing a great job um, in the league, the Rams, and they had a they good run this year. That's probably number one. I'm obviously DeForest, Eric, Marcus, all those guys at Troy Hill, Team Nation are still playing those cats. Um, always great to see them succeed. I'm always rooting for them. Royce. I'm trying to think who else, Joe Walker, even Michael Clay. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got a big time job. Uh, spent, I mean, 
the list goes on and on. It's, it's hard to, you know, pick guys out individually, but I, I try to keep up with everybody. And I think me being in this position, I can uh, try my best to kind of continue to connect them with Oregon football and continue to make it feel like a family environment. I think Coach Chris Paul is big on that. And I think he's big on having alumni part of this thing. So we'll kind of see how it goes on the road. Yeah, I, I did want to ask you about that. You just mentioned it there. Cristobal trying to make connections with with the alumni. How have you seen that come about? And it, like, what is that? How does that make you feel as somebody who is an alumni and obviously didn't play for him, but he's now the head coach. He's in charge of the program, and and he still wants to create those relationships with with people that he didn't really have relationships with much before. I mean, it means the world to me. Like, um, I really respect Coach Cristobal and you know what he's trying to do, and for even to have him consider me for this position, um, have me in the interview, that alone kind of spoke volumes to me just to see, just to see that he's, you know, he's considering somebody who used to play here and he wants to have somebody who was a part of, you know, the organ of old, I guess you can say, with um, the new kind of twist that he's putting on the program. Um, and I've, I've seen in the past that they've had um, Zoom meetings with some guys, former players, uh, Ugo, Ifo. I think Eric has been involved. Um, I, I think they're planning on trying to get DeForest Buckner and Eric Armstead and those guys involved. And at the end of, I think I, I want to say every year they have that signing day event. Obviously, this year didn't happen because of COVID. They always right. try to include alumni, not just who are in the NFL, but outside of that as well, who are you know are important to Oregon football. So. The stuff like that is big because you don't want to get disconnected. And I think at times it can, it can happen, especially when you have, like you said, a whole new staff who doesn't really know the, the past players as much or guys that are out of state who don't really get to connect as, with Eugene as much. So, I mean, it's, it's really cool to see that everything is still the Oregon family. Um, what we did in the past isn't just forgotten, but, you know, something that you can emphasize to the guys that are on the team now about, you know, where they were at and how we can get there or how we can even improve on that. I think the goal is to do even better than some of the teams that, that I was on because we, we got to the top of the mountain. We didn't you know, necessarily, you know, finish the way we wanted to. And I think this, this group here has the opportunity to do that. And um, I think it's important to keep in, in mind of, you know, Oregon history and what this program has kind of been through to get to where we're at today. So um, I really appreciate Coach Chris Baldwin and his efforts and his whole staff's efforts. Right, last one here for you, and then I'll let you go, Tony. Um, what's the big picture goal for you? Do you want to be a head football coach? Do you want to just continue to be involved with football in some capacity? Do you have kind of specific goals and aspirations? I know, like you're, you're, you know, the, the early, 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 early years of this. Like, there's a ton of time, I think, for you to kind of make your career whatever you want. Have you kind of thought about what a perfect end point is, or, or is that just too far down the line? And coaching is such a day-to-day -day thing where you don't have a chance to really think that far down the line. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's so many avenues you can take um, in this in this profession. And like I said, I, I really enjoy my coaching role um, as a GA in Nebraska. And so far, I've really enjoyed my player development role here at Oregon. So I think the options are endless. I think I'm still trying to figure out what exactly it is that I want to do because there are so many aspects of it that I enjoy. Uh, so right now, I'm just going to try my best to, you know, do what I can in this role. And if something else happens down the road of, you know, a different opportunity or maybe a different role in what I'm doing, then we'll kind of cross that bridge. But I like the idea of it all, you know, being the head coach one day, maybe being a defense coordinator, maybe being a position coach. 
maybe being uh, player development, maybe being player personnel, you know what I'm saying? Who knows? I right. like, like all of it, and I think they're all vital pieces to the success of the program. So uh, whatever I can do to help, that's where I'm kind of at right now and kind of just taking it as it goes. Tony Washington, awesome time chatting with you today, man. It's good catching up. We'll have to do this face-to-face at some point soon when uh, COVID hopefully is behind us. I don't know when that's going to be, but hopefully not too far down the line. Um, welcome back to Eugene. It's awesome. I think it's really cool to see former Oregon players on staff. Oregon has a couple of them now and a third with you. Um, congratulations on, and again, welcome back to Eugene, Tony Washington. Thanks for joining us on the program today. No doubt, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Talk to you later, folks.